Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. So a lot of you listeners often ask what my background is, and if you tune in frequently to the podcast, I do talk about it. For those that don't know, I run a marketing company called Bash Solutions, which specializes in custom websites, content creation, and consulting based up here in cold and snowy Rochester, New York. With clients in the wrestling world alone, ranging from Cal Sanderson and Jordan Burroughs to the Nittany Line Wrestling Club and Helen Maroulis, we've been busy over the past decade proving why we're the best and earning trust all throughout the U.S., And we're not limited to wrestling by any means. We help businesses of all shapes and sizes from barbecue and butcher shops in Arizona like Snowflake Smokehouse to the largest Chevy dealership in the world right here in Rochester, New York, Bob Johnson, and everyone in between. Whether it's building a new custom website or implementing new digital strategies to streamline your business, Bash Solutions is trusted by businesses and brands across the country for a reason. You can learn more about Bash Solutions by visiting BashSolutions.com or head over to Facebook or Instagram Search Bash Solutions to see what we're up to. And just like that, 2020 is coming to a close. And this is the final episode of Bash Mania for 2020 with Vincenzo Joseph. This is Coffee Talk. 2020 was a wild year for everybody. It was a great year for this podcast. I thank you all for tuning into the show. And if this is your first time listening, go ahead and subscribe to the podcast. There's so much good wrestling content coming your way in the near future. For everyone who tuned in all year long, thank you so much. I'm glad you guys appreciate this content and find value and entertainment in this podcast. When they canceled wrestling back in March, I didn't know if I was even going to do the podcast because I had built it up so much around duels and matches and events. And together we weathered the storm. We had a great year. So thank you for tuning in. And hopefully next year will be even better. It's Bashomania! Let me tell you something, brother. He gave us everything he had in him tonight. What you gonna do when Bashamania runs wild? Oh, it's gonna be a good one. And business just picked up here on the podcast. Oh, yeah. We're rolling. Coffee talk. Last one of 2020. As the Steelers play mm. down early, they are down early. I uh, didn't like how that first drive looked at all. I didn't see it. I was using my wife's fancy new coffee machine. I got her, which this Ooh. coffee just I sent you that picture. Dude, it's good. It looks great. Yeah, it's it the Nespresso Grand Latisma, I think. So it's got the milk frother. It's got dude. It's Ooh. good because at, at the new house, we're going to have like a little kind of a dry bar area in the bedroom. So okay. I wanted to get our new coffee machine for the new house. This uh, so just... I, I love my coffee pot. I have like, I have like this pretty like intense coffee pot. It does like a pour over on its own pretty much, but like I want an espresso machine too. That's... Yeah. These are, these are nice, especially for the house to be able to have it where it's upstairs and like with this, with the frother, you can make mm-hmm. a latte, yeah. you can make a macchiato, you can make just a shot of espresso. And then downstairs, there's a coffee machine that one of my clients has, a Jura Giga 5. 
J U R A. I'm not gonna I know. Yeah. <laughs> this thing, I only know it because I saw it, and I'm spelling it out because people listening are gonna go like fact check this. The machine costs fifty five hundred dollars. All right, so um, Bash Mania Coffee Talk. We're gonna start a GoFundMe. <laughs> yeah. For, for what's it called? A Jura Giga Five. And I All think right. that's how you pronounce it. It's stupid. Hands down, best coffee I've ever had, without right. a doubt. So if we on GoFundMe or Venmo, we'll get one, and then we can yeah. try it out on the show. Yeah, I mean the thing is just yeah, like that's not a bad idea, right? No, I think it's a great idea. And and the thing is just I'm telling you, it is like I told my wife I don't know that I can ever justify buying a five thousand dollar coffee machine. No. But if I get to that point in life where like I can spend five grand on a coffee machine, that's what I'm buying, and the first thing I'm buying. <laughs> if if I had that type of money where I could buy a five thousand dollar coffee machine, that's probably that's something I would splurge on. I don't think Correct. I would buy. I don't. I wouldn't buy like a race car or anything like that. That's like that's not me. But but the coffee I, machine mm-hmm. and it's low key because if somebody comes over and just like I only know how much it costs because he's got one at his office and at his house. And I went to his house one time. We were working on a weekend, and I'm like, man, this is a good cup of coffee. And after I'm drinking it, he ran to the bathroom, ran somewhere. And I'm like looking it up like, oh, man, I got to get this thing like done deal. I'm sold. I look it up and I couldn't believe the price. And I'm like, man, congrats yeah, for you. Like, <laughs> but like, I, I guess I'm not getting one of these. Right. No. Yeah, yeah that <laughs> was not. a quick roller coaster of a uh, experience. Another speaking of roller coasters, <laughs> I guess. Good segue. Yeah. Allegedly, Ben Askren and Jake Paul are going to box. I'm here for it. I'm just so confused by it. I guess on Ben's side, I've, he's I've, gonna he's gonna have a payday. One quick question: How many punches have you seen Ben Askren throw? I've never watched any of his fights. Not not a ton. Is yeah know, I, yeah not a ton. I mean, like he was he was a good fighter because he's good on the ground and you know he was a great wrestler. And it's like if you're Ben and you get a good payday, I don't blame you. He got paid. He got knocked out in like five seconds. If you want to like risk yeah. that happening again. Yeah. Like he, he's. I also, you can't really go down from there. He got knee in the face in five seconds. Like that's. Yeah. That was one of the most brutal knockouts ever. It can't get much worse than that. So. Right. And so it's like, you know, I, I've never been in the position where I've been offered a lot of money with a potential outcome being embarrassment, but right, so yeah, I can't yeah. blame him. I can't blame no, him. Yeah. I'm more perplexed at why when Jake Paul is calling out Dylan Dennis, Conor McGregor, <laughs> legit like fighters that like, I thought Ben was retired. Like he just had hip surgery a couple months ago. I don't know. So I'll consider him a retired athlete. I don't know why you'd go after a retired athlete. If you're trying to say like, Jake Paul looked amazing when he when he's in these boxing matches. Why wouldn't you go after someone who's like actively training right now? So th- here's my thought on it. Um, if you see the video where he was like throwing stuff at Dylan Dennis, yeah, I'm not a fan of it. Yeah, no, it was terrible. So they kind of like ambush him, right? They throw stuff on him. They're calling him a pussy, right? They're yeah. telling him he's pussy, soft, and they're throwing uh, stuff at him. And then as soon as Dennis runs up to the truck, Jake Paul goes dip, 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 like. <laughs> Like that's that's um extremely hypocritical. Um you can't call I know and, and it's like away. and that's why I don't like if you're and, and credit to Jake Paul for like his publicity stunts. He's got millions and millions of followers. If that's his MO, 
great. He's building yeah. an audience and he's getting huge paydays. But why go after Ben Askren then? Why not wait to get a signed contract for one of these active fighters? I'm I'm, I'm not sure. I mean, Ben Askren's probably going to get some good money from it. So yeah, again, I can't blame Ben. Like it's a payday. If you offer me like X, I don't know what the number would be, but if you offered me X amount of money to fight someone. I'd probably take it if the payday was high enough. I'm like, what's the worst case scenario? I get embarrassed. Okay, it's worth the money. That's his worst yeah. case scenario. He just went through the worst case scenario. For yeah. Jake, I can't really understand. And I don't think Jake has publicly said anything about it. I saw Ben tweeting about it. I went through his feed. I didn't see anything. I haven't really looked at it a ton. I saw a couple posts that it was happening in, what, February? So Yeah, uh, March. March. It's actually... I saw something like it's the week after NCAAs and I've heard he's going to be working with flow at NCAA. So it's like a week out from a, I don't know you want to call it celebrity event. You're going to be like at NCAAs. Like he's Ben Askren is great at pulling stuff out though. So I could yeah. see just catching him with one. Like, but have you, the other thing to me is I've never thought like when I started really following college wrestling, and even senior level, he was like just winding down. So I never like watched him a lot. When I like see him now, he looks like the dad bod type. Like he oh, like yeah. looks hunched over a little bit. He doesn't look as good as he is. Like he's a sleeper. So if he came out there and did something, that wouldn't surprise me one bit. No. Yeah, it's going to oh, be a... he was in the, like in the UFC and everything too yeah i never watched his fights so literally the only fight i watched he got knocked out in five seconds no his physique has never really looked super intimidating but that's that's just him though where would you rank him in wrestlers with their dad bod slash sleeper style of a physique with their ability to compete um can i get some other examples of guys that you i'm trying to think of some i don't know like all right, so I'm going to – I don't think his physique is, you know – I mean, I, I got a little gut, you know, so maybe, <laughs> maybe me sometimes. Um, man, Chenzo in the preseason? <laughs> yeah, Chenzo in the beginning of the season. Um, Askren – I mean, Bo's a little more put together than him, but Bo doesn't have a super crazy No, Bo's, he, Bo's got just, a bit of a sleeper body. And he just yep. dumps guys on their heads all day, too. Yeah, so. David kind of did, too, before he went up to 86. Yeah, he's not anymore, though. Yeah, when he went up to 86, <laughs> it was a different world. He, he right. went from, like, a boy to a man real quick. But when he was, like, in college, he was yeah. kind of a sleeper. From his, like, if you're just looking at him, if you know who he is, it's no sleeper, but if you were just like a college, a casual college fan tuning in, um, you might be in for a surprise. Speaking yeah. of other NLWC athletes, Zane Bajrang. Great match. I said I'm he not, was gonna win. I he did I'm not saying we, I'm not saying close, we called it. But yeah, we were a little off on that. Um he got in and finished his leg attacks, and he was awesome defending. I think he wrestled a pretty perfect match. I think he wrestled a perfect match, and I think Bajrang wrestled a bad match. And the combination, I think Bajrang, I, I think Bajrang wrestled a great match. Really, you think so? I think, yeah. <laughs> I don't know about that. Um, I think Zane's really, really good. Right. I, I'm not surprised Zane won at all. I guess I'm always Bajrang's another one of those guys that like we were talking about last week that when they lose, you're surprised. Yes. Like I expected Zane to win. 
But still, when you see a guy like Bajring lose, you're like, wow, Bajring lost? Like, he's really good. There's not a ton of – there's you watch him wrestle, there's not a ton of holes in his game, right? Yeah. And he's good at most things. But Zane was just a little bit better in, you know, those those finishing positions, and that pretty much uh, got him to win just in the hand fight. What did you think of the RBY-Sterling match? I thought Sterling surprised me a lot. Um, I think he surprised a lot of people. His wrestling was pretty good. People were hating on him because like, he posted a video and everybody's like, dude, yeah. that's not going to work against RBY. Well, um, I saw the video. I thought the same thing. We thought the same thing. Yeah, that's yeah. that was like the, the general gist of his training. Yeah, it was like he's not getting out of the first period. But I thought he looked great. He looked massive. Um, I thought he is, his wrestling was very impressive. That yeah, jujitsu, he's very, very good too. So, yeah, the jujitsu, yeah. RBY, yeah. stick to wrestling for right yeah. now. <laughs> right now, we'll, a, we'll get to that later on the later down the road. Yeah, what about our uh, our boy Coffee Nick 14 10 match, 24 por- points on the board? What are your thoughts on that one? I think Tariq Wilson looked good. He he made said, adjustments. <laughs> he said a different Tariq Wilson was coming, and he looked like a different Tariq Wilson. He was attacking, um, getting the legs and finishing, too. Uh, I think Nick needs to do a little better of a job being conscious of that because a guy like Tariq Wilson, he's long arms. He can yep. attack from a lot of different positions. So I think it was a great match. That was I think that was one of the best matches of the event. It was a lot of good back and forth. Yeah, the the Michael Beard um Nick Green Green match. match was, was kind that was a good match. And I you know, we had said if he lost, it would have been by like a point or two, but he won and it was by four. He looked right. great though. He looked dominant. Yeah, I think so also. The entire lineup, I was really like a lot of those matches, the only one and you had texted me the same time I was thinking about it, about Bergie. Yeah. And I was thinking, like, you know, I feel like Bergie's a guy who could pull off the upset. Hayden's such a good wrestler, but I'm like, Hayden's Berg, great. Like, yeah. Bergie, I'm like, I could see if he pulled off the upset. He didn't. But what did you think overall about him wrestling? I think it was good to see Brady on the mat and him competing. Um, I think he got more comfortable as the match was going on, too. Yeah, he did. Hey, that's just, you know, he hasn't wrestled in a while. That's a first. He graciously. No. But he uh, he was a little hurt last year for for a bit. So I thought he gray shirted and he, uh, then red shirted. Yeah, he's been out for a while. I gotta be thinking of someone else. No, he red shirted the rest of one forty nine as a freshman. He had a pretty tough weight cut. Another match on that card that stuck out to me that I was like not surprised at, and I told people don't sleep on it was Jane Valencia. Her matches she, are all, are always yeah, always but like that. but that I don't know how to pronounce her name Moda Pettis I think it is I think like, that's it also she headlocked the crap out of Ali Reagan back at Senior Nationals, so Jane Valencia is really good. I'm like she also just beat up Ali Reagan in kind of a kind of like a thriller match. I'm like I didn't see that. Yeah, yeah that was back in like October, and I don't know if that was yeah. just Ali getting a little rust off or not whatnot. But Jane Valencia is just so good. I wish she wrestled for the U.S. She's just tough. She wins a lot of matches at the end. Yeah, she, she she's one of those like international wrestlers that I wish was for the yeah. U.S. That's my only thing. Is like oh, I think a lot of the U.S. girls want to wrestle her now. So. It, it's, it's gonna, gonna be, be good exciting, matches. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, she's good. So that's why. Yeah, that whole card. Any other matches you think about? I mean, 
Carter's but, just stupid good going out there getting that tech just like yeah he's a workhorse um for those who watch the undercard Joey Bloomer shout out to my guy yeah <laughs> you're texting Di- about that you win Dixie's in there oh yeah that was fun that was a good match yeah I didn't realize he was as old as he was Joey yeah yeah he, I'm they, like I think they announced him as a redshirt freshman that's <laughs> that's not the case no I wonder if that's what I heard Bo Bartlett's a savage too. Speaking of the undercard, so I was talking to uh, another another guy, like one of the club guys today, talking about Bo Bartlett, and I know how talent. Like he clearly, he's very very talented and athletic, yeah. and he's a good wrestler. But he flips to switch when he's on the mat, and he's like, he's a really nice kid, and he's kind of mean. He's kind of a monster. He I think reminds he's be me really good. He's got that Zane gene. Which is like I'm a nice kid, but if I turn it on, like oh yeah, I'm Punisher exactly. style, like that's yes. what he reminds me of. He like same, but he's an athlete. Yeah, he's, he's gonna a, be dangerous. He's gonna be very good, I think. I'm looking at the matches, trying to think of other matches. I mean, some of these were just like, it was good to see some of these guys just getting out there and wrestling. But those were yeah. the ones that really stuck out to me. Um, and we, it's kind of weird that there were so many cards so quick. And now we have a little bit of a break, I guess. The flow cards January 9th. I think there's a Spartan one January 8th, which, by the way, what's up with the Chenzo return? You keep saying coming soon. Um, yeah, so <laughs> we're just trying to find the right time right now. It's And, uh, you know, like I said, I was off the mat for a little bit, so I need to make sure that I'm back, you know, in shape and everything. I don't Are you getting eager back. seeing all these matches happen? Ex- extremely eager, yeah. I can't uh, wait to see you back out. Maybe we'll get lucky and see it sooner than than we think. I mean, they announced a banger of a match yesterday with Adeline and, and Menstock. That's, that's going to be, be awesome. Yeah, that, that match is one that I think a lot of people have been waiting for, world champ versus world champ. And we were texting about it because this is finally like flows delivering on both the men's and the women's side. And this is a match that th- a lot of people – whether it's Greco, whether it's women's, men's, a lot of people just push for like what they're the biggest fans of. And yeah. it doesn't matter. Like, you know, I'm, I love when there's matches that are like world champ, world champ like this. I love the storylines. That's what I loved about the Valencia match. Like I've never been a technical guy for me, like the marketing side of me. I love the storylines. That's to me is what draws me in. And I love that you're starting to see, success on the women's side to where you can have matches with such storylines because i don't care what anybody says if you don't know who they are or if you don't like know the backstory it's never as interesting yeah so the uh, nwc card the undercard was free right yeah like, not like those people weren't getting paid because you know there's just that's just how it is like not if you don't really have the name, you don't have the publicity, you don't bring in, you know, the viewership, yep. you don't get paid as much. That's just how it works. Yeah. So. Yeah. And I, I got into a little bit of an argument last night. I won't say with who, but they corrected me on Twitter because I loosely used the term college wrestling and it wasn't 100% accurate because I what, he wanted me to say was the majority of D one college wrestling starts Friday. Oh, I said it was college wrestling starts Friday. Everybody got the general gist of what I was saying. Everybody understood. Yeah. A lot of the duels are starting Friday. There's been a little bit of wrestling, but for me, 
one of the things that like annoyed me was I'm glad he covers the heck out of D2 and D3 college wrestling. That's important. I'm not a fan of it as much because I don't know the storylines for me. I'm a D one guy. And just as we were talking about, like not everybody who like there are cult NFL followers cult. Right. They don't know a thing about the XFL or arena, arena football, football or anything like else. No, I, I don't. I follow NFL football. Oh, right. Fun, we, yeah. we text about all the time. You, you're even more following it than I am with, you know, playing fantasy on other things. Yeah. And it's like, you know, I think all that to say, I don't think we need to force people into boxes within wrestling on what they enjoy. And I don't, if, I don't think so either. And if you're somebody like me who covers something or like I'm my biggest thing is college D one wrestling and the senior level. And those that, are, and it, those have the biggest viewership typically. And yep. that's just, what's the most popular. And I even said, for me, it was because of the fact of who, like, Cal Sanderson became a client of mine, then Jake Varner, then Jordan Burroughs. So I instantly started following Cal as a coach more and following clients, Varner, Burroughs, Taylor. I Because they were clients of mine, and some of them turned into good friends of mine, I watched them relentlessly. Like, if you were wrestling tomorrow in Turkey at 3 a.m., I would get up and watch that. For somebody I don't care about, I'm not going to do that. And now because wow. I because I'm promoting the sport in my own ways, I'm naturally going to talk about and cover what I find interesting. You're going right. to have people who find like you're not obligated to cover things that you don't want to. Right. And it's like, you know, you see a lot of it with like the you know, I know some people have gotten in trouble for not loving or giving enough love to Greco. Well, Right. When was the last time there was an Olympic medal one in Greco? Like, there's a lot of good Greco wrestlers, but we you as a see, country, we haven't, haven't won. Really, we haven't really been seeing Greco matches on cards or anything either. You know, there's really no Greco being hyped up right now at all. Right. And I think it takes winning and it takes, that's how you draw fans. And like, for me, I can't remember who was on the podcast, maybe Victoria Anthony. And we were talking about like, like I've become, and we've talked about it. I've become so much more of a women's wrestling fan because they're doing great. They're, they're, they're winning. Right. They're doing awesome. And for me personally, like once Helen became a client of mine and I started really following her career even more, that drew me and I had a personal connection. And now as they're winning, like everybody's excited for this match on flow now because it's two world champs. You want to see the match. People are going to start probably having favorites on who they'd like to win or who maybe they want to see lose. That's good. That's how you grow the sport. That's how you get people interested. Winning, nothing creates relevance like winning. Right. And it, it's, you don't like, it's um, a lot of people, you know, Greco, freestyle wrestlers, men's freestyle, women's freestyle. Um, they try to set up matches, you know, however, social media, yeah. whether it's, you know, right on the timeline or DM or something like that. And then they're like, all right, yeah, let's wrestle. Someone, someone pick us up for their card. Yep. You know, um, and if someone wants to pick you up for a card, like, absolutely, they have the right to do that. But it's not, you're not entitled to a match. Right. You know, um, there has to be, there has to be people that want to see you. And yeah. it, it doesn't, it doesn't matter if you are a men's freestyle wrestler, women's freestyle wrestler, Greco-Roman wrestler, if you do jujitsu, 
whatever there has to be uh a following there has to be people that want to see you wrestle for you to you know get paid all that yeah because that, it's it's and from that you have to typically uh success is where that comes from yeah it, the winning creates the relevance and i don't think that if you're in the event business i don't think you should disqualify anybody because it's a women's match or it's a greco match yeah. or it's a folk style match but to that effect you only deserve a match if somebody wants you to wrestle exactly. that's it and i think you also like i've learned a lot from you and others i've been talking to recently about how many people won't wrestle and i see i've seen some names both men and women that i've heard yeah they say they want to wrestle but they were offered a match and they didn't take the match or yeah that person wants to wrestle but they'll only wrestle if they right. get x amount of money well if it was me and i really wanted to promote and i do this still to this day if i want to promote something that i think needs to be proven i'm doing it for free right the money will come you know mm -hmm. if you're a world champion and you're a, a woman you deserve to get paid fairly but the organization Absolutely. that's paying you is going to dictate that the fans that tune in and buy events they're going to dictate that it's like my clients dictate what i'm worth because they'll either pay or they're not if i go tell someone hey this website's going to be 100 grand i don't deserve that i only deserve what they'll pay you know and, and right. i think both any side of the sport if I was a female right now trying to push women's wrestling more or a Greco wrestler trying to push Greco, I would be taking matches. I would take every match I could get to prove to people. See, this is why we need more women's matches. See, this is why we need more Greco's matches. Like as I really start following women's wrestling more, I want to start seeing more matches, not only as a fan, but to kind of prove my point to others who may be behind the eight ball. Like, no, look at, see how good that match was. See how right. good the hype was. See how good from a business standpoint it was. It's like, I, I want more matches, but everybody's got to be willing to do it. And I think there's a, on the business side, I always tell people, like, there's a big argument, like whether or not you should intern for free or not. Like, you know how much free work I've done over the last 10, 11, 12 years to get my name out there, to get something out there, just for the opportunity to have the experience and the exposure, you know? And again, I think everybody deserves to get paid what somebody's willing to pay them and not, you shouldn't, don't uh, hold it against someone for being Greco or folk style or, or a woman, whatever. But the business and the fans are ultimately going to dictate what that pay is going to be. Yeah, the the market decides. Yep. You know what? You know how much you're going to get paid, what you're worth. If you know, if you're really, you could be a great men's freestyle wrestler, but you know, if you're boring, if you don't do that much, yeah. You know, you're probably not going to get paid as much on these cards, and that's because the demand isn't there. And now I feel like, too, I feel like the men and women that are going to get the most money, if you're, and I've been paying attention on both on the NLWC side, on the flow side, you're starting to see athletes engage more and more with promoting the event. Yes. It's almost becoming a prerequisite. Like, hey, we're going to pay you X and you must promote the event Y times. Mm -hmm organizations are going to look at how you engage in social media, knowing if they're paying you and they're counting on you to drive business, which is driving event purchases, subscriptions, all that. They're looking at, Hey, how many subscriptions do I think someone's going to drive? You know, there are people that like, 
thankfully I've been able to get all the guests on this podcast for the most part that I want, but there's times where I'm like, you know, especially early on, I definitely want to have people on that I know would share it. Cause if right. I'm helping tell your story and I'm doing all this and you don't want to share it, well, that doesn't help me helping this podcast grow is sharing content out, you know, and I think companies are going to start looking at again. I don't care if you're a man or a woman, if you're not engaging, I think that's going to hurt your brand and hurt getting matches. Yeah, I think so too. And I actually, um, I did a podcast for, this is a little bit ago. I did a podcast for some, you know, wrestling podcast. I'm not going to say yeah. who it was, but they just, thank never, you. <laughs> they just, they just never posted it. Really? They, yeah. It was like an hour long podcast. It's, I don't want to say they're like a big podcast, but like, you know, you might know who they are. They just never posted it. Wow. Yeah. You'll have to so, text me who it is. I'm curious. Why did they not post it? I, I have no idea. Um, maybe it wasn't good. <laughs> maybe uh, maybe they didn't hit the record button. I have no idea. I've had one episode where that happened to. I used to do a podcast with a buddy of mine around faith and politics. And Tim Tebow did a movie and his producer, director or something hopped on. And my buddy's audio was so terrible. He was like, basically, he forgot to switch it over from his computer. And it was like an echo. And it sounded like he was talking 10 feet away. And I'm like, we can't use this. I'm sorry. Like, it's terrible. It could have been something like that, too. But but like he told them, like, hey, just so you know, yeah, like we totally messed up the audio. We're so sorry. If you want to re-record it, we'll we'll do that. Um, but yeah, that's bizarre. I want to know who, so text me, but don't give them free airtime. There's no free ads on no. the show. <laughs> no. Oh, man. I don't know why you want to put that out. What's besides that? Besides for the $5,000 coffee machine. Yeah, that for the GoFundMe. That. I said besides for the $5,000. Yeah. And, and by the way, speaking that. of coffee, I, I forgot to mention Apple reviews are crucial. Like Apple reviews help podcasts grow. They help better placement. So for people listening right now, if you go and leave a five-star review and you can't already have left one. I'll do something different for people who've already left one. Go and leave a five-star rating and review on Apple podcasts for this podcast, screenshot it, tweet us, and I'm going to pick some of you and Venmo, Venmo you coffee money. I'll Venmo you like five to 10 bucks to go buy a coffee. That's a good idea. At your local coffee shop, support local. Don't go to Starbucks. If you're in state college, go to Rothrock. They're, they're Rothrock. that place is, Rothrock, Saints, Sowers, all great. Sowers is really good. That's yeah. that's that place that's like in the little strip mall, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. But I think it went through that's insane. A, that's an NLWC staple right there. Yeah, that's, that's a, a you you're almost guaranteed if you're in state college and you go there on lunchtime, you're guaranteed to see an NLWC PSU wrestler. There's a very high chance, yeah. They, so yeah, if you're listening, see. go and leave a review, screenshot it, tweet it to us, and we'll pick some of you. And Venmo you money for a coffee. Um, talking about more recent news, kind of a lighter note, but dude, there's been like three deaths in literally the last 36 hours. There yeah. was Dan Hodge, legend, 88 legend. years old. Yeah. I was diving into his career more. Um, I, don't, I really don't know much about Dan Hodge, so... He wrestled for Oklahoma. He was NCAA champion, went to the Olympics, was a silver medalist. Then he he went, was a silver Olympic medalist, I think, in 1956. Opted out of wrestling 
and then like went for boxing or something. Hmm. Crazy story. Yeah, like, absolutely. He's um, yeah, he was 88 years old. That was sad. I didn't know the other the the what's his name the so Mikey Rashado. Yeah, yeah, that was sad. Um, pit wrestler. You know, he was just he was one of those guys that was just super friendly outgoing just a nice good heart and i saw a lot of tributes all over like you text me like man and then like i started paying attention even more and i saw just how many people especially in pennsylvania like you you could could tell you could tell that he was an awesome guy just from how many people you know were just yeah reaching out you know saying things about you know how about his character stuff like that yeah and he looked familiar like the more i started seeing it and seeing some of the matches he looked familiar i that was just it's so he, sad he was a good he was a good wrestler too yeah he was a three-time was, pennsylvania state champ right he was great yeah yeah especially in high school yeah and then then he had a career at pit and then also last night i don't know if you don't follow pro wrestling too much do you no i don't so john huber died and he's from rochester he's 41 he was in the WWE and AEW, but that was like after seeing the Dan Hodge, seeing Mikey, and now I'm like a third one. And I, he was, I guess he had like a non COVID related lung issue, like 41 oh, dead. I'm like literally yeah. three deaths within wrestling That's in 24 sad. hours. It's so like, I don't Strange know. Times. Yeah. yeah, it is. This whole year has been like that. So th- that definitely. Stinks to see all that. More recent news. I and this kind of was I mentioned it earlier talking about getting rebuked for not being 100 percent factually correct, which and he said he's like, look, at you, you have a big platform. Your podcast, everything else is only gaining more momentum. Like you just got to be careful. I go, OK, I get it. What annoyed me at the time was he just said it like six times and then took it to direct message and i'm like dude okay i get I need, it like, i need to look at this i haven't seen any of it oh, like and like i get what he's saying but i was just like it was 10 o'clock on a saturday too like <laughs> dude like, but the, the thing that i initially tweeted about was that the bulk of d1 college wrestling starts friday and we still have no big 10 championship big 10 schedule forget big 10 championships we still have no big 10 schedules yeah, so um, Shane Sparks says they're coming a, soon. As a former Penn State wrestler, our schedule would come out at the last possible minute every single year. So I don't think our guys are too concerned. No, and but, I heard Shane Sparks responded saying it'll be out like really soon. And I, I think I saw Tom Ryan a while ago say that he thought it was going to start the 15th. Yeah, I mean, Big Ten guys for the you know, that's where you get, I don't want to say you're cream of the crop, but yeah, you know, for the most part, that's how it is. It's just big times just built like that. So most of those guys, they're, they're going to be ready to go whenever, whenever the start is. Um, yeah. I'm not the even coach. They're going to have their teams ready. And I think everybody's going to be so fired up to compete. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking more like logistically, like yeah. traveling, getting there. If I'm going to go like, not that I mean much in the grand scheme of things, but like people traveling, even like media, going and covering things i know with COVID, i'm assuming most of these events aren't going to have fans right. but still the team's got to travel you know i don't know if there's i'm curious if there's going to be changes to i know when cal came on here which that interview's down now that's a whole nother story when cal was on here though he had said that he doesn't really want to host big tens 
Right. Because the fact is like, why would we want to host an empty arena? Like we want to try to host it. So I'll be curious to see if they end up changing that, which I'm assuming could change up to the very last minute. I don't think when they release the schedules that will change, but it's something I'm looking yeah. at nonetheless. Yeah. I Even whenever I was, uh, I'll probably even follow the schedules even closer this year, but I never really followed along like a ton. I didn't know where we were going until the week of typically. Really? Yeah. I feel like, see, I'm an, like, I'm an analyst. I'm an overthinker. I'd be looking at things like doing dates. Like I'd have like a whiteboard, mm -hmm. whiteboard wars. <laughs> yeah, no, we, um, beginning of the week. So like, you know, whatever the week is, that's like, we have that match that weekend. And that's really, you know, that's the focus at the moment. And, do you uh, just not care who you're going to wrestle or you're yeah. just so focused <laughs> on what you're going to do? Um, I don't, I think it's that. I really didn't care. Um, I don't need to, it's not like I'm going to change how I'm training all week just for a specific opponent. You know, that, that doesn't make a ton of sense. So even when, what about like a big duel, like Iowa? No, I mean, like, I know how that guy wrestles. He, um, but like timing wise, you don't care. It's all like, okay, it's Monday. I got yeah. Marinelli this weekend. So that's, yeah. that. yeah, that's interesting. Right. And speaking of schedules and you competing, I saw, I think a couple of days ago, the Uregan got canceled. Yeah. I didn't really see that. I've been trying to, it's, it's been difficult getting information on international tournaments and anything like that. It's wild. I don't know. Yeah. Like, have are, you, are we going to, are we going to have a last chance qualifier? Are we going to have anything here in the U S apparently no matter what, I believe there's going to be at least a last chance qualifier, no matter what, but I think as of now, I believe it changed from the winner to the top two qualify for the trials. Okay. And I think the only thing I could see happening is if for some reason there wasn't an NCAA tournament. I take top three or something. They top they take top three. Yeah. But I think no matter what, especially since I mean, there was never a last chance even in 2020. Right. You so, never had that. So uh -uh. before, I mean, that's gotta be in like March, well, we end of March. Yeah, so last year there was an NCAs, and then, you know, there was, I think they were thinking about increasing the last chance. I have no idea. Yeah, but it's just hearsay, you know, what I hear from. But I don't know what the buildup is going to be like to the Olympic trials. Like we're probably, four months, we're three and electric, a half months out. Probably electric. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Like, what's the, like, is it just going to be straight? card matches like if you want to get matches and you got to wrestle cards and then all of a sudden it's like okay uh, tournament time yeah, right nlwc six in march <laughs> and it's like okay see you in a couple weeks of the trials that's that's what i was thinking too i mean the cards are gonna have to stop at some point right right yeah and then they'll probably pick up again after but. Yeah, I assume right after the olympic trials they'll pick back up like you yeah. probably won't see much at all in march uh, if if there's no tournaments, you might right. see one because if you're competing at the trials, let's say it's the same date as last year. I think it was like April 4th and 5th. If you're competing then, when is the latest or earliest in relation to that you'd want to compete? It doesn't matter. I could compete the next week. <laughs> like It's not going to be like that, but, you know, college but there's But there's – so I'm, that's, I'm thinking like if it's, let's say, early March is like the end of the cards – and then they'd probably pick back up, let's say, end of April, maybe after the trials. 
and then you'd have people that probably didn't make the team would want to compete. Those who made the team will probably start going into certain training for the Olympics, but yeah, yeah I don't think it's going to slow down. Guys, I've been competing as much as possible um, on pretty much every card that, you know, like Bryce Meredith, he wrestles all the time. Yeah. You know, like, so. I, Seth I don't think Gross, a lot of them. Yeah, he wrestles a lot. Gilman, Gilman's been getting at it too. So. Yeah. Have you heard anything more about the Spartan card? I haven't heard much about it. I've heard zero. I heard more. About I? It. I heard more about it last month. Yeah, I heard Austin O'Connor and Yanni were wrestling, I think. I don't know. Like some of these organizations need to do a better job of promoting their cards. Yeah. Um, and, I, you know, I think we might need to do a better job with that also. Just get things out and like a little earlier. Um, yeah, even po- even though like most of the people buy it at the very last minute, too. But Well, and we talked about that last week. Like you still need the time for the buildup. You know, you're right. going to buy it, but you like you know who's going to fight in three months on a UFC fight and you're going to buy it the day before. Like, okay, Ben Askren and Jake Paul are going to box March 28th. You're going to buy not, it March 27th. I'm not going to buy that. No, I don't think I would either because if it's five seconds again. I don't I don't want to support Jake Paul. Are you kidding me? No. I, did you buy the Logan Paul? May, no. Um, or not. What am I? The Logan. Who did Logan Paul fight? I can't remember now. Oh, on the Tyson card, Nate Robinson. Yeah. Well, Logan Paul too is also now apparently going to box Mayweather. I don't, That's what I don't I'm thinking know. about. So yeah, I don't know which one of those is which. To be honest, I get the mixed <laughs> up. Jake um, Paul boxed uh, Nate Robinson. Yeah, I don't want to like. Listen, I know me buying that fight is like zero percent like of that guy's like income, but like any sort of my principle. Yeah, like that's just <laughs> yeah. I, I'm not giving that guy a dime. Yeah. It takes a lot for me to buy a pay-per-view in the MMA boxing I'll buy, fight I'll buy arena. UFC, UFC, Bellator, I will buy those anytime. I, for me, I'm such a, like, I go to bed so early. If I don't really want to watch the card, I'm not going to buy it because I probably won't stay up. Like, I, honestly, the probably the right. last one I bought, I'm thinking it might have been McGregor Mayweather. Oh, really? I think so. <laughs> Oh, well, I've seen a bunch and I've watched a bunch, but like, I honestly go to bed so early and some of these fights are over so quick. It's like you wait till 1 a.m. to watch a two minute fight when you could have literally watched the entire thing on yeah, Twitter the next morning. But sometimes they're awesome. And that's what it's, it's agreed. Like, and I miss some of those. Yeah. yeah. And don't get me wrong. Like as some of these college wrestlers start transitioning to MMA, like once Bo's out there, right. I'll be buying every single one. You know, like yeah. once certain guys start competing in the UFC and Bellator. I'm trying to think of somebody we're going to, we're going to have a, it's like wrestling has been great in the UFC Bellator, but I think there's going to be a huge surge. I think so too. Yeah. And I think Bo's going to contribute to that, having that top team gym in state college. I think, yeah, I think it's going to be a huge, I saw him and Nolf got their white belts yesterday. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I didn't know either of them were doing that. Good for them. Yeah. Neither did I. So Mrs. <laughs> Mrs. Nolf got her white belt. Too, yes, though. I saw so, that. Yeah. I yeah. saw that. I had shared it. I was like, congrats, Bo. Congrats, Jason. And then like afterwards, I realized it was a multiple photo post. Yeah, and I yeah. swiped. I'm like, oh, wait, Maddie got it too. Maddie okay. Also. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, I wouldn't want to tangle with her. <laughs> no, no, no. She's an athlete. She's oh, tough. Yeah, she's, she's a tough athlete. Yeah. But yeah. I think these, um, 
I think these MMA cards, as they get more wrestlers, they'll probably start getting more of my support. There's just so many things that like you can do within wrestling that if I'm going to buy event, there's so many more things that I'll right. watch. I'll buy, I'll, I'll buy wrestling events too, you know? Anyway. Yeah. And especially since, you know, if is there any you won't in, buy? If I'm not in, like, if I'm completely not interested in it, I probably won't like, I don't know. Like if there's like no good matches on it, like, I don't know. Yeah. I, I buy most of them, but every now and then there's one that I'm just like, eh. I also hate when they're on track. I just yeah. don't like using track. They have such a good streaming. They have such good value in their website. I just, I hate using their website. Like I'll probably still going to buy it. I just hate using it. Yeah. I mean, and with the Rockfin subscription, like you get most of them anyway. And I'm on Rockfin now. Yeah. And it's been interesting. Uh-huh. Rockfin.com slash Bashmania. If you're not subscribed, you know, my whole thing is I don't think many subscribe, people are unsubscribe, resubscribe. Yeah, I don't think many people are going to subscribe to me, which is why when Martin and I first talked, like, yeah, I think I'm like, I'm a value add. Like, I think if you go subscribe to the NLWC, you'll then want to consume my content. That to me makes sense. I don't see someone going on so too. just yeah. for me. But that's why I love where Rockman's at now, because you can go like subscribe to the NLWC channel, support the athletes, and then also get my content. That's where I'd like it. Rockman, I hope... Rockfin definitely needs to make some improvements. The app is not. I don't, know, I don't know the ins and outs a ton of how the site works either. I don't like that. Like I'm spoiled with flow and YouTube that on my Apple TV, I can just press play. Right. I don't like that on Rockfin. I have to do it on my computer or phone and stream it. Yeah. That's annoying. Me, me too. But they'll get there for, for what the platform is doing. Like the back end right. too. It's not that user friendly. Like, when I post an article on my own website, you can embed like a podcast or something. So like I posted an article about Sean McDermott. They listen here and you embed it. Can't do that on Rockfin yet. So the platform is definitely still early and growing, but I love the community it's building. Like it there's so to, much content. It has potential to be great. It Huge. really, really does. Yeah, it does. And, and there's such a central hub of content. Like, yeah. Flow's not as bad as track, but if you just want to go like see what's going on, Rockfin is honestly one of the best places to open the app. And because it's more, it's more condensed. There's not much fluff. The flow like homepage tries to like jam certain things at you. You also like, can't find stuff. Like if you, right. Like I couldn't find, I looked to see something oh, about I, FRL and it's like, you got to go under news. Why don't you say I, podcast or radio? I tried to find the division one college rankings the other day and was having a very hard time. I did too. You have to, I, so I went to Google typed mm -hmm. it in to try to get right to the page. Right. Otherwise you have to go to rankings, scroll through like six different pages of like D two Idaho men's <laughs> folk style rankings and everything. Ida like, Idaho JV right. rankings. I, yeah. They need to consult with Bash Solutions because we would organize a crap out of that. Like mm -hmm. you, you just need like maybe a map of the US, go into what region you want, or if it's national, click not like Ooh, it's gotta be, be an easier way. Cause like, like yeah, inter, like an interactive US map. Right. Exactly. Wow. Something that makes it easier to go exactly find what you want. If you want, I would personally probably break it up as like level, senior level, college, high school. Right. I don't know if they do youth or not. Um, there's there's no need to do youth rankings. 
I saw Ashnault's doing youth rankings and I saw Sam Herring and him go back and forth. I'm sure there's, there's, <laughs> there's no reason to do youth rankings. All that, all that will do is just either hype kids up or too much or break kids down too much. There, like, I don't think youth wrestling should have rankings. Yeah, I don't, I don't know that I know enough to make a formal opinion, but I will say that a lot of kids are trying to find. Or, or not trying to, they are finding their worth in a ranking, and that's dangerous. Like, your worth has nothing to do with what somebody ranks you. It's nope. one person's opinion on where you fall, and time after time, results prove that rankings can be very, very, very irrelevant. You can be ranked 10th yeah. and go in a tournament with ease. Like, it's an yeah. ego boost. I don't like that, but... Yeah, I... I think rankings uh, mess with people's heads a ton, um, especially, you know, young high school kids and middle school. Um, it's just like, I haven't really interacted with a bunch of high school wrestlers or junior high in a while. Then I started coaching at M2 David club. And um, some of the younger guys are just super into, you know, rankings, like what they're ranked at, yeah. whatever. And I'm like, guys, it, it doesn't matter. That doesn't mean anything for recruiting. Um, yeah, I, one person's opinion doesn't really matter a ton, especially at the high school level like that. Yeah, and I've never been good enough to be ranked either. So I don't know <laughs> like what it I'm glad you think that because you have. So it's like, but for me, it's I just hate seeing people. And especially now you have so much suicide everywhere. You have so much like self-worth, self-doubt, so many issues. Right. And I feel like rankings for the most part only contribute to that. I don't know. I don't like it. I don't. I don't know. I don't yeah, know what I, people's motives are behind them. You know, I don't think Ashnold's doing anything. I don't think he's not trying to help grow the sport or promote the sport or whatever he's doing. Right. No. And like, he doesn't, I'm sure he doesn't think like, uh, like I'm going to affect these kids in a negative Right. No, hundred percent. Yeah, there's no way that that's going through his head. No, I think but, he's probably trying to like hype it up and build it up. Right. Which, yeah. Which as it's we talked about. It's a perspective on it really but yeah and i think like we talked about on the gambling aspect i i like from a gambling standpoint seeing where rankings fall because seeds you, you can for the fan you can see okay this guy is a nine but that's for, that's for like college level and above yeah that's, that's fine like like if you're an adult by then like if you know if you can't live with it get better but what's <laughs> funny too is that like yeah, I'll tell this story offline. I don't want to. Okay. <laughs> Let me make a note of that. <laughs> I want. I want to tell you this story, but I don't want to. I don't ever want to blast anybody in this podcast. I think I appreciate what people are doing for the sport, and my perspective a lot of times is just trying to understand it and see things differently. But right. yeah. Also, real quick to interrupt, uh, Steelers are not doing great. Yeah, they're the Colts just scored again. It's twenty-one-seven. Mm. I didn't want to bring that up and. The I, don't, I, don't have a, I don't have a tv on in here this i'm not even in my own room right now <laughs> yeah, yeah. i'm gotta, trying to we gotta get you some kind of little studio set up i know in time we'll get there for sure well yeah. that's that's most of what i got I'm trying to think is there anything else you think we didn't get to um nwc draft show if you haven't checked it out uh Go look at our draft show we did for Christmas. We should have another one coming up soon, too. Um, Eric Thompson's a natural host. Eric, Eric Thompson does a fantastic job. He did a, a, a 
he did a little coffee talk chat with Zane. Actually, whenever Zane's house, Zane made some coffee. I saw that. <laughs> great, great, great video. Um, we're gonna be doing more stuff like that. So, you know, if you're subscribed or if you're not subscribed to the NLWC channel on Rockfin, I suggest you do that. Yes. Yep. And on there, and we're just gonna, you know, keep putting out more. We'll probably record something else this week too. So. And hopefully, we get a dodgeball game soon. Live dodgeball, 2020 year end. That'd be great, dude. I keep Matt. telling Cal. We, uh, I mean, we have to figure out how to do that with COVID, you know. Forgot about COVID, shoot. Yeah. It's freaking COVID ruins everything. Yeah, man. Back to the youth rankings for a moment. Yep. Um, one thing that also could be bad for that is the wrestler's parents. Yeah, we both, we, I mean, you probably know more than me, the wrestling dads of college athletes is wild i can't imagine and i'm sure uh, high school no, like, not not nearly as bad as at the youth level correct i can't imagine what a wrestling dad would do if their kid's not ranked where they think they unless they're number one you're probably going to hear something it, and if they're number one or higher you'll probably hear all about it um and if they're not whoever's doing the rankings will probably hear all about it my advice is to not look at it and not worry about it because you know, your kid's 12. Um, like, <laughs> like, and it doesn't really help with recruiting. I don't think a single college no. coach looks at like, hey, no. at 12 years old, this kid is ranked second. I think we're on to something. <laughs> nope, not not even a little bit. Um, and if, if coaches are looking at 12-year-olds for recruiting, that might be an issue. Yeah, we might have to get Ashnault on here next week and be like, let's talk oh. about youth rankings. Oh, I'm man. interested like, in his so perspective. I like, I'm not saying I've torn up Ashnault on this podcast. I like Ashnault, but <laughs> I said, I said like two negative things about him already. So well, <laughs> I don't we'll, know. Maybe, maybe I need to watch my back or something. We'll, we'll get him on here soon because mm -hmm. yeah, that, I'd, I'd like to have him on. That's what coffee talk is all about. Having right. perspectives. That's, that's what you do when you drink coffee. You right. talk about your perspective, you get the perspective out there. And if you guys have, perspectives we should start this, we should start us. we should start you know getting some questions in all right let's do yeah, it i think that you know you guys listeners should tweet us some questions some things to cover that you know you're interested in and the next time before we start recording like the day before we'll yeah. ask too yeah 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 tweet those i'm not yeah. gonna tweet the show but you know who i'm talking about who always says tweet those blank questions <laughs> who does that I don't want to say, I don't want to give the pre-air time. <laughs> uh, all right, yeah. I'll tell you after the show. All right. Yeah. Or, you know, you don't have to tweet them. You can, you know, DM. My, yeah. My Twitter messages are open. So yep. are yours. Slide into Chendo's DMs. Yeah. Mine are open too. Mm -hmm. Email us. People are always sliding my DMs, you know, <laughs> <laughs> not really. <laughs> Maybe that's, that should be a segment we do. Like the wildest DMs that you've received. I, so listen, I, I don't even know. Maybe might, might be listening right now, but I did a camp for a guy with one of my teammates a few years ago, like years ago, and um, not much contact, you know, whatever since then. I don't really know. Yeah. And um, he was super nice and everything, you know, like seemed like a great guy. Um, last year, you know, whenever they announced that NCAs, there's going to limit it to friends and family. 
this guy texted me <laughs> and was like, hey, can I get on your friends and family pass? I've no. Been, I've been going to NCAs for the past X amount of years. And I'll, I don't think wow. I, reply, I don't think I no reply. shame. I don't think I replied to him. That doesn't deserve a reply. No. Uh, and, and I've honestly thought about like asking close friends before. Like now I have media credentials everywhere, which is super right. nice. But I've like close friends is fine. I yeah, know, but I, I haven't even person. wanted to ask close friends like, well, maybe somebody else wants to go. Maybe they can give mm -hmm. it to somebody else. Like, I don't even want to ask. And right. I've had people like I think um, I can't remember what event it was. And I, th I th maybe it was Penn State, Ohio State a couple of years ago. And I have me on the phone with Kale that Saturday morning. Yeah. Yeah. I crashed my truck. <laughs> I was talking to Kale. And he goes, oh, why don't you come down for the the duel and i'm like oh maybe you know i gotta see if i can get a ticket he's like oh it's cool i'll give you david's pass I'm like, all right cool but there i wouldn't have asked him for it you know no, like i i not. know and i mean usually when i go down like i'll stay at cal's house or something i still won't ask him for a pass i just i don't know there's other people who i feel like need it i can't imagine the audacity to <laughs> ask like i mean somebody, that's, pretty, that's pretty ballsy i mean yeah i almost want to like prank someone now with that like message like Pletcher or someone who I'm like kind of casual acquaintances with and be like, yo, I really need access to this. Can you give me like, like yeah. <laughs> can you put me down as your manager for the Olympic trials? I'm trying to get on. <laughs> hey, I'm, I'm trying to get on the floor for this pit event. You on? Yeah. Down there. <laughs> oh man. He's like assistant coach with the club now. He looked yeah. good. He looked good too. He did. He won like what, like nine nothing or something? I yeah. think. Mm -hmm. he yeah, good. he looked awesome. I Bonacorsi was. Of course, he looked good. Bon, of course, he's gonna be good at ninety seven. He's gonna be really good at ninety seven. You're not gonna like what? There's a flag. Oh no! I like. I'm Col not even I didn't. Right now. I didn't see what happened, but Colts just got the ball. I wasn't watching. I think the Steelers had the ball, and Colts were just running it in to like the five yard line. But there's a flag, so maybe it's coming back. Oh boy. All right. Well, all right. That's a wrap. Hey, coffee talk. That is a wrap. <laughs> I'm going to go drink some more coffee now. Yeah, I'm going to do the uh, same. Hope the Steelers get their crap together. I don't know. It's, they're only down two touchdowns, so it's attainable. We'll see how it goes. They're all down. Right. What, what do you think the, what, what's the wrestling score equivalent to being down for 21 7 and a half time? 21 7 and a half time. They're down like 7 to 3. Up to the folk style of freestyle because freestyle is one throw, <laughs> maybe nine three freestyle folk, folk style. <laughs> okay, folk style seven to three. All right, against, All right. against the stingy wrestler, too, man. <laughs> okay, fair enough. Yeah. Two good guys, yeah. <laughs> All right, man. All right. <laughs> and that is it for today's episode. Thank you so much for tuning in. I hope you enjoyed this conversation as much as I did. If you did enjoy this episode of the podcast, be sure to leave a five-star rating review on Apple Podcasts and be sure to subscribe so you don't miss out on more episodes. For more wrestling content, be sure to follow Bash Mania on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And follow me. I'm at jbash on Instagram and at justinjbash on Twitter. And the beat goes on.